the past 15 months or so, I have been making the claim, and I believe it has not been a very popular claim, but I've stated that a coup is in progress as we speak in America. Our attackers, the domestic government of the United States of America, are actually the globalist elites who believe that they can conquer us through fear primarily. Now, they're using many other tactics, including suppression of our, our voice by censorship, um, ridicule, guilt, confusion. Uh, they're doing everything they can in this war to defeat the American Constitution and therefore to defeat America's freedom. But Fear is their primary tactic, and after all, fear is a very powerful motivator. And most Americans have largely submitted to their fears. We actually obeyed the commands of a government that has every intention of controlling us so that they can ultimately destroy America, and we have been way too obliging to them. This coup has to be accomplished in their eyes because the Great Reset, the globalist agenda, simply cannot proceed to its end goal otherwise, unless America is first destroyed. But now comes the Canadian truckers, and suddenly, out of nowhere, they are beginning to fear us. The Second Revolutionary War has begun. You're listening to Unity Without Compromise. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip. I am talking about truckers and traders, or warriors and weasels, if you will. On the big stage of life, and I'm talking about all the way through history, there are always two teams. There have always been two opposing forces. We might call them by different names, such as Tories and Whigs, Democrats and Republicans, Jews and Gentiles, conservatives and liberals, left and right, gay and straight, globalists and nationalists, and now truckers and traitors. Each team always has its good and its bad actors, and no team is always completely right or completely wrong. I'll acknowledge that. But usually one side is a whole lot more right or correct than the other side. Both sides will claim to have the edge on the truth, however, and each opposing force believes fully in their hearts and minds that they are right. Hitler believed that he was right. Stalin, Lenin, Mussolini, Mao Zedong, Obama, and Trump all believed they were right. Perhaps sometimes they were right. How many times, for example, have we seen the words, Trump was right, right? And everything that is being exposed right now, um, that has been a true statement many, many times. He was right most of the time. With regard to his warp speed vaccine program, however, I'm sorry, he was wrong. He was misled, misguided, 
whatever your take on this, he was not correct when it came to the jab. The gene jab has proven to be not a vaccine. It is a bioweapon. Trump was duped. But let's be gracious. He is a human like the rest of us. There are no perfect people in this world. But many good things can be done by people who are imperfect because we do have a perfect God who sometimes uses us for whatever purpose to accomplish his good will. But with regard to Russiagate and many other issues, Trump was absolutely right. And we did benefit from his insight in so many ways in our country. We cannot deny him that. But whenever you have two teams or two opposing forces, the divisions between them are always, to some degree at least, arbitrary or even artificial. But let me tell you something, good people, the real dividing line, however you want to look at it, from whatever angle or from whatever biases you have, when you are on, on one side or the other, the real dividing line is always the same. It is a battle between good and evil. And that is always important for us to remember. And now, now what do we have? Right front and center on stage in the limelight are the truckers and the traders. Both Canadian truckers and Crooked Hillary are in the limelight. And frankly, things don't look real good for Hillary. And you can bet that if they don't look good for Hillary, they do not look good for imposter Obama because he was behind it all along with Hillary. Well, let's think about this. What has actually happened in Ottawa with the trucker convoy that moved in there to protest the government? to appeal to the government saying that we are offended by the wrongs being done, the Canadian people. What has happened in Ottawa must be clearly defined. It is and has been throughout a peaceful grassroots movement that was started and intended primarily to reverse the oppressive vaccine mandates. It was a long time coming. It's something that doctors should have stood up and fought against ardently because the truth is, it is not a vaccine. It is a dangerous injection. It does nothing but harm. It does not convey any benefit. The trucker convoy has been a very effective weapon because it is First of all, a classic expression of our First Amendment right. Now, I know this is taking place in Canada, but the principle is there. The right of the peace of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. This is a human right. It is bestowed upon all Americans by the First Amendment. You'd never know it in this day of oppression and censorship and the cancel culture, but it is there, the First Amendment, the first Bill of Rights. This is exactly what is happening in Ottawa. 
they have declared their grievance to the Canadian Parliament in a legal way, in such a way that they are doing everything right. They are doing it peacefully. They are speaking their mind, and their message is so simple that it cannot be confused in any way by any people. They simply said, remove the mandates and we'll go home. Now, I can't get any more simple than that. There have been no threats of violence, no burning of cities, no destruction of businesses, no thefts, no disrespect to the police or killing of police officers or other people. There's nothing like we saw with Antifa and BLM in the last year or two during their so-called peaceful protests. The Canadians have done us just a superb job of petitioning their government to redress their grievances. However, are they being heard? Are they being listened to? I don't think so. See, despite this just cause protest that is being carried out in exactly the right way, look at what Comrade Trudeau has actually done. I mean, this is a very bold action. He declared a national emergency as though there was an imminent attack against Canada. He implements the Emergency Act that was designed to protect the nation under urgent threat of attack by a foreign power. That was the initial intent of the Emergency Act. What exactly has Trudeau done? He has taken harsh and severe actions against his own people, against law-abiding citizens who are doing what they feel they must to address the issues of abuse caused by their dictatorship in government, led by Trudeau. How are they going to deal with this if they cannot redress the government in a peaceful fashion? What will it take for Trudeau to listen to the Canadians? What has Trudeau done to these truckers? Well, he has illegally frozen bank accounts of the protesters. How can he do that? Well, he cannot do it by any legal means whatsoever, and it is still unfolding. How will the banks respond to this sudden and unexpected assault on law-abiding citizens? I mean, this. think about what this does. It effectively starves them out. If you cannot access your own money that you have earned, that you have every right to utilize in whatever way you see fit, assuming it's legal, that has been taken from that. This is a drastic measure. This is an assault on the Canadian people. Trudeau has taken away the power of the people to petition the government for redress of grievances according to our First Amendment. And if they take that away from you, then you simply do not live in a free state. You are nothing but a pawn in the system of your oppressors. You are subjected to tyranny, plain and simple. There's no way to get around this. And what does this mean? 
Justin Trudeau is nothing more than a criminal dictator. Whose side is he on? Good or evil? Now, you'd think that would be pretty plain and simple to understand. It's pretty clear that what he is doing is illegal, unlawful, even before God. It is not justified in any way. You know what that makes? Justin Trudeau makes him a traitor. He is a traitor to the Canadian people. And the Canadian patriots know exactly what is at stake here. And that is their freedom. This is a freedom issue. And the truckers aren't buying it. And I thank God for that. And we need to watch them closely. And we need to emulate them because they are showing us how it is supposed to be done. And I'm very proud of my Canadian patriots. Whoever would have imagined that truckers of all people would have started the Second Revolutionary War. And this war is going to be a global movement. We're already seeing that. See what a fire they have lit all over the world already. It started in Ottawa, Canada. Then it has spread to the United States, to France, to Italy, to Germany, to England, Finland, New Zealand, Australia, South America. How far do you think this movement is going to spread? And is it going to just fizzle out? Are the people finally one day going to say, okay, we give up, we tried, we'll back down, and now we will submit to you. We will continue wearing the mask of shame forever. We will take the annual shots that the uh, our own FDA is now trying to push through so that the people can forever remain imprisoned so that more people can be killed by the boosters of a toxic jab that does not inoculate you against a virus. It does not prevent you getting sick. It makes sickness worse with recurrent viral infections. It does great, great harm. But they are pushing it for every year. Do you think patriots the world over will tolerate this? Do you think they will finally one day say, okay, we give up, we surrender, go ahead, it looks like we can't do anything about this great reset that they're wanting to accomplish. After all, they've got a lot of money. They have a lot of power. They own the airways. They own all social media, essentially. And they censor us. They stop us. They destroy us if we speak the truth. They destroy doctors if we simply treat patients as we were trained to do. I mean, this is absolutely pathetic. How could this ever have taken place? And how in the world can so many doctors across the entire globe participate in this sort of crime? But see what a fire has been lit across the entire globe. Well, how far will it spread? I think it's going to continue to spread. I think that there is a unity a unifying thread that has been started to be sown so that we now are together in this cause. And it's a good cause. Now you would think, you would think that all freedom loving patriots support this movement, right? You would think that all Americans, that all loyal Canadians who have enjoyed freedom in their land, you would think that they would support this trucker movement. 
you would think that all of the frontline doctors who have been treating COVID patients early with tremendous, phenomenal success, you would think they all support it. But do you know that they do not? Not all of them. And it blows my mind. I recently attended a conference with many of these doctors present, and there were a few who actually voiced their opinion, stating that those truckers are disruptive. What they are doing is illegal because they are hindering commerce. It is an inconvenience to those truckers who are just trying to get the food through and the supplies through. They're tying up supply lines. They're blocking city traffic. Yes, even frontline doctors who know the harm of the jab are spouting this stuff. And I simply do not understand it. It is unbelievable. Unless you think about who is saying what. Because I don't care who you are. It doesn't matter what you're back on. You can be a doctor. You can be a minimum wage worker. You can be anything. But if you have not suffered the true ramifications of a loss of freedom, then you just simply do not have perspective. And that's why these people are not supporting the truckers. You see, they expect that whatever we do to oppose the assault of our local government, our domestic enemies, it has to be something that doesn't inconvenience anybody. It has to be done in such a way that we don't make too much noise. We don't blow the horns. We don't create anything that gets anybody's attention, see? And that's deceptive. That is pure deceptive. And I call it cowardice, okay? And at best, I call it complete ignorance because anybody who has lived under the tyranny of Marxist rule, of communist or socialist rule, they know what is coming in Canada, in America, in any free republic. If these tyrants have their way, the Justin Trudeaus of the world, if they implement what they are planning to do, we are going to experience suffering and torment like we have never known. But people don't really believe that. See, it, we haven't been hit hard enough yet. Oh, sure, there are millions of people suffering from side effects from this so-called vaccine. Sure, kids are dying. Young athletes are collapsing on the field from massive uh, cardiac trauma resulting from the spike proteins, that severe inflammation. They just drop dead because they develop a fulminant heart failure resulting from the cardiomyopathy and down they go. And that can have lifelong consequences if it does not kill them on the spot. But things are not yet bad enough because most people who don't want to support a movement like the truckers, they are not really suffering. They have not suffered the pinch of losing their jobs. They have not suffered the fear of whether or not they will be able to obtain food or have the money to put gas in their car so that they can go to work. They don't have the fear of losing all source of income to support a family. 
And I find that disgusting because it is so insensitive. It is insensitive to the people who are suffering, who are really beginning to feel the pain of government oppression. These people are myopic. They are nearsighted. They can't see beyond their nose. They have never seen or tasted real tyranny. They have never been affected personally in a big way by the loss of freedom. But I'm telling you, it's coming. If we do not stop these bullies who are fully intent on destroying our freedom, then the suffering will be coming. These people who have not yet suffered any real persecution, well, their time is coming. They might be still sitting comfortably on the fence. And I just dislike, I, can I just say that I despise people that are fence sitters? Choose a side. I mean, if, if, you, if you have to be bold and say, okay, we, we don't like being free. We like communist oppression. We want to be fed by our government. We want them to control our bank accounts and everything like that. Well, then just state it, okay? Because then at least we know who the enemy is. You have to know, recognize your enemy before you can conquer or defeat the enemy. And so I much prefer people who are not wishy-washy. Tell me what side of the line you are on. And then I'll decide if you are on the fight for good or evil. That's every one of us. Uh, we have that responsibility. And the only way that can be done, by the way, is if you have a true standard of truth, a real standard that doesn't fail us. I call that the Bible, plain and simple. That's what made America such a great and powerful nation. If you feel uncomfortable with that statement, please strive to get over it, because that is a fact of American history. It is a fact of world history. You see, these people who will not support the truckers, these are the same people, the same type of people who enabled Hitler. These are the same people who also will turn on you as soon as the heat is turned up. They are double-minded. They are unstable. They lack a standard. I would not want them flying on my wing in a military strike force because they could never be trusted to do their job when the heat is on. When the pressure's on, in the heat of battle, they will not be there for you. They will tuck tail and try to save their own skin. That does not make a good warrior. That does not make a good patriot. Now, that may sound harsh, and I don't mean to be harsh, but if you think that this, this globalist Trudeau will stop at just freezing bank assets, you are just naive and blind. It is a slippery slope, and we are slipping into the mire more and more every single day. Oppression is a stepwise process, but the goal of these oppressors is very clear. If only you have the wisdom to see it. What is the bottom line issue? The issue is freedom, and freedom means choice. With regard to the jab, many of these truckers 
have actually received the jab. Some of them only one. Some of them received uh, the two-shot series and then a booster. Some of them had no problem with taking the so-called vaccine, but the issue is that they were being forced to do so. They were told that if you wish to continue working, then you have to get poked with this inoculum that could do you great harm, but you have no choice. And that is the problem. See, it's the QR codes, the social credit scores. It's the control of the population by the means of the mask and the jab that is causing the Canadians and every other freedom-loving patriot across the entire world to say, no, I will not stand for this. I want to be free. I want to be able to make choices about my own body, what goes into my body, what treatments I wish to take or not. Let me ask you this. Is taking the jab voluntarily okay? You know, many of you would say, yes, it is. But if it is a bioweapon, then I would say it is wrong. Billions of people were told that the shot is, quote, safe and effective, end quote. It is not safe. It is not effective. The accumulating medical data, I mean, the real science here that is being analyzed and evaluated is showing beyond any doubt the harm of the spike proteins. This jab does nothing but stimulate production of more spike proteins, the very thing that does the damage to your body. And that's what can kill you. If a thorough informed consent, a real informed consent was obtained, then okay. If you know that the gene injection can kill you, can paralyze you, sterilize you, cause catastrophic heart failure, lower your immunity, increase your risk of cancer, make you more susceptible to future viral infections, increase the severity of those infections, cause spontaneous abortions or miscarriages in pregnancy, cause massive blood clots, then okay. If you've been told all that and you've been completely and thoroughly informed, then make your decision. But if you were not told all that before being offered this shot, then you are a victim of assault and battery. That is a criminal action that demands justice. And doctors and nurses are doing it all over the world. What about the Hippocratic Oath? What about first doing no harm? What about being honest? What about the Nuremberg Code? That's what this is all about. You have a right to participate or not to participate in an experiment that is medically supposedly beneficial. But let me tell you something. This jab is not a, an experiment. It is not an experiment. And what about the mask issue? Is this an issue of freedom? You bet it is. Don't be deceived. The mask psychologically enslaves you. It causes you to submit in fear and obey a rogue government. And then comes the gene poke, which 
physically enslaves you. So you are first psychologically prepared to accept the jab because you are living in fear and you submit in fear and then they got you and then they give you the injection. By these two oppressive acts, the globalists intend to conquer the entire world. But some of you still don't believe it. What will it take? The fact is, if you're still masking because your government is telling you to do it, you are siding with the traitors of this country. It seems like such a small thing, doesn't it? Wearing a facial diaper. But it is a very serious thing with very grave consequences in the end. All we need to do to forfeit our freedom is to comply. Keep on doing what the government tells you to do and will soon be there. Stay silent and obedient. Remain ignorant of what your rogue leaders are now doing to you. That is how empires fall and don't think that America cannot fall. I have to tell you a little story. I accompanied my son-in-law to a job. He's a general contractor, and he was finishing up the, the last few details to close out a job. And I uh, went with him, and the owner, the wife, was at home, and she had heard about me, and she got into a conversation with me, asking me about, um, about the things pertaining to the vaccine. She said, you know, I took the first shot, and... I, I just felt like something wasn't right about it, and I had to uh, just decide not to do it. She was very concerned about the long-term consequences, and I, I assumed that she was getting information uh, about this whole pandemic response. I thought she was informed. She said, I did take one shot, but I won't take another. I will not take a second shot. I just know there's something wrong with it. She was completely ignorant on the subject, however. She knew nothing about it at all. I asked her if she listens to any conservative news sources like Newsmax, One America News, RSBN, Epoch Times. She hadn't even heard of these. Town Hall, Rumble, Breitbart, Daily Wire, Gateway Pundit, The Bongino Report, Wayne Dupree. She has never heard of a single one of these. And I was astounded. It's like, how can somebody live in such a world of ignorance? How can this be? Well, I assure you, she is now checking them out. She is being informed. She wants to invite all of her neighbors in, in the neighborhood, and she knows them all, so that I can maybe give a little talk to them, and I will educate them. See, the point is this. We aren't reaching everyone. Some have never heard the truth. It's hard to explain that. It's hard to understand it. But some people are simply not getting the facts. And I believe that a significant portion of the population is still living in the dark. And we need to turn on the lights. I'm going to take a short break and be right back with you. It's time to rethink COVID disinfection. A study by Harvard, Drexel, and Virginia Tech concluded, we don't have a single documented case of COVID transmission through surfaces. 
The reality is that COVID spreads mainly through the air. Shared air is the problem, not shared surfaces. The solution is the Genesis Fogger, which uses natural HOCL to disinfect both air and surfaces simultaneously. It's perfect for home or business. NIH says HOCL may well be the disinfectant of choice for coronaviruses. There's nothing more natural or more effective. Genesis fogs at the precise particle size to combat COVID and other harmful pathogens. It's what's missing from your disinfecting protocol. Visit genesisfogger.com. America Out Loud listeners receive a 15% discount with promo code OUTLOUD at genesisfogger.com slash OUTLOUD. Each of us is born with 30 trillion cells that make us. These cells determine how we feel, perform, sleep, focus, and how long we live. And to live our best life, all we have to do is feed our cells. But most food and supplements don't reach our cells, keeping us from reaching our full potential. Make every cell count with Healthy Cell. Founded with a mission to empower people to take control of their own health at the most fundamental level, Dr. Vincent Jampapa, world-renowned cell researcher and medical doctor, created supplements that work at the cellular level to boost immune health, sleep better, focus deeper, and stay younger longer. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of any product. And that's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L. And use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. As Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. to Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip, your host. You know, Unity Without Compromise is the very sole purpose of this program. We need to unite and we not need not be conflicted. We must be joined together by something that ties us together because without unity, we are absolutely powerless. And if we have compromise, then we simply cannot have any basis for unity. And that's why this show is so important. The only way that unity without compromise can ever be achieved is by returning to our Christian roots as Americans. The Bible standard gave us the sweet fruits of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. And it's time to right the barrage of wrongs against the Bill of Rights. And the only way we can do this is by recognizing the tactics of the domestic enemy who is attacking American citizens right now. Yes, America is under attack and their weapons are powerful and effective. And unless we counter them, we lose this war. This show does air on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It then goes to podcast on Monday or Tuesday. 
Remember that I also write weekly articles for America Out Loud, and I do have a book titled Unity Without Compromise, A Biblical Basis for Christian Union. This is essential for us to get back to being one nation under God, because if we fail in this mission, all the king's horses and all the king's men will simply not be able to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. And America is Humpty Dumpty, and the eggshell is cracked. And how we respond is going to determine our fate. Well, what we have right now is a strategy of the globalist government insurgents, a means by which they are taking us down. Their mode of attack is actually five-tiered, and I'd like to expose that and describe it in escalating order. Now, we all know that the first part of that attack was bio-warfare. We have a virus, a benign virus that didn't affect people, didn't infect people in any way, and it was ramped up by gain-of-function research. It was patented, and then it was unleashed on the world. And at the same time that the virus was being produced and manipulated, so was a vaccine through gain-of-function research being produced at the same time. And the vaccine, the so-called vaccine, was patented, this new messenger RNA technology that one of the, the discoverers of messenger RNA technology has said it doesn't work. It's not what is doing what it was supposed to do. It is dangerous. Stop the program. And nobody listened to Dr. Malone all of a sudden when he made that statement. But biowarfare is the first tier of the attack, and it's a very effective one. This was designed to get your attention, and, well, it sure did, didn't it? It caused a tremendous amount of fear globally, dreadful fear. So much has already been said about this, however, that I don't want to reiterate further. But let's keep in mind that the good Dr. Fauci, St. Fauci of Wuhan, is still on the loose. And we know he is doing his dark gain-of-function research on Ebola virus in monkeys. Ebola causes hemorrhagic fever. It's a severe, life-threatening illness. Marburg virus is a similar one that also causes hemorrhagic fever. We've already seen one outbreak of hemorrhagic fever in China. You know, the country where the Winter Olympics, Olympics is taking place. And if such a virus can be ramped up and made more infectious than it is, this will make COVID seem like child's play. Don't think that they wouldn't do it again. Don't think for a moment that they are not planning to do it again. Control of information is the second tier of their attack. It's about censorship and propaganda. That's how this woman that I was in a discussion with knew, uh, could, could be in a state of ignorance as she was. She knew absolutely nothing because the censorship war and the propaganda war are powerful. These people are having the truth blocked. What is called misinformation and disinformation is actually 
the truth of what's happening and people are not getting the message because mainstream media is doing everything that they can. And so is Big Pharma doing everything they can and all of the billionaire elites are doing all they can to hide this information from the general population. So control of information is tier two. And this has been the enemy's primary weapon in this coup. Once they got you afraid to live in fear, then they planned to shut you down. And this domestic enemy does not want a traditional kinetic war. That is a boots on the ground movement, kind of like the truckers, even though this is a peaceful movement. They don't want any sort of physical actions taken like a trucker's convoy to act against them because they don't know how to deal with it, quite frankly, because it's impossible to fight a people who are willing, truly willing to fight and to take a stand for the sake of freedom. Have you noticed that YouTube CEO Susan Wojcicki recommends that the government now pass laws giving them more control over speech online? This was reported by Don, uh, Dan Bongino on February 16th of 22. COVID, quote, misinformation is actually the inconvenient truth that they don't want people to get access to. Control of information is the is a major impetus for widespread masking and lockdowns. That's why people are still socially isolating, still masking, still, still obeying the government because they don't know any better, some of them. They think they're doing the right thing, but they are not. Tier three is cyber warfare, controlling the airwaves. What would you do if suddenly... You lost all use of your cell phone to communicate. Do you have a landline? Would you use some primitive form of line of sight communication like a ham radio, walkie talkies, some kind of UHF uh, radio um, as we use in uh, aircraft communication? Have you ever tried to do this with line of sight if you live in hilly country? It's near impossible. The range is very limited because you need a direct line of sight from the transmitter to the receiver. And communication would be very, very difficult if they were all of a sudden to black us out so that our cell phones did not work. But cyber warfare also means that they're tapping into your phones and mine. And yes, they are doing that just as they did to President Trump before he was elected and throughout the four years that he served as president of the United States of America. Cyber warfare is powerful and the enemy knows it. If your computer can be hacked, jammed, monitored, or otherwise neutralized, what will be your source of communication? How are you going to talk to your family that lives a thousand miles away? How will you receive news updates? I mean, truthful news updates. Oh, sure. They'll get the propaganda to you. They'll continue to boast lies and make sure that you hear that. But the actual truth of what's going on in our country, how are you going to hear that? How are you going to get weather reports? How are you going to 
be able to communicate if you have an emergency. You're going to be out of luck. Cyber warfare is crucial to fight if we are going to survive as a free nation. Cyber warfare destroys free speech. Do you get it? Without the First Amendment, we have no freedom. If they can rob us of free speech, then we are no longer a free republic. Because without a normal functioning communication grid, free speech is simply impossible. The fourth here is to get control of the economy. This is the secondary weapon of government, the government's insurgents right now. It's what's happening in Canada. If you control the commerce, then such as getting control of the bank accounts, then you control what people can buy and sell. You can control what they do. So if they can freeze your assets when you refuse to comply with an illegal uh, enemy called government, then you're screwed. And this is happening in Canada right now to these trucker protesters. But let me tell you, it's happening in the United States too. Notice, everything is hard to access. Shelves are gradually being emptied in some places. We have this problem with trade and with the truckers even rolling, with supplies that are being shipped into our harbors, they're, they're not getting dispersed. Well, that's controlling the economy. When the pipeline was shut down by puppet Biden, what happened? Gas prices soared. See, if they can get you to sweat that out and to live in fear of whether or not you can even afford to live, afford the cost of daily living, then you're going to be much more willing to submit to your rogue government faction. The bottom line is if the government can deprive you of your own money, then they don't need any other weapon to control you. See, they, can, they believe that they can be successful in doing this, even though we are an armed citizenry, even though you and I have guns and ammunition so that we could potentially uh, implement a Second Amendment surge. Say, if, we, if it went to that extreme, they think that you would be powerless simply because if you don't play their game, then you don't eat. You don't have money for gas. You don't have any way of helping yourself. You are completely dependent on the government. And that is what the globalist intent is. You will become a serf, nothing but a little peasant in the system that serves the elites. Kind of just like in the Hunger Games, if you watch that series. That actually can happen. So, if the government deprives you of money, deprives you of the essentials of daily living, they can control you very easily unless we initiate a kinetic countermeasure. Kinetic means movement. It means action. It means actually physically doing something. But they don't want you to know that this is an effective countermeasure against what they're doing. And that's why they fear the truckers so badly. This is why QR codes are such a dangerous entity. Because if you can't eat, you cannot live. You become completely dependent on the government. Remember, that is their goal. This is all about control. It's all about power. It is oppression. It is tyranny. 
The fifth tier of their attack is simply to control the power grid. If they take away our electricity and our fuel, then they have control of the power grid. No energy means no ability to heat or cool your home. No gas for your cars and trucks. No means of keeping those trucks rolling, those ships moving, or the aircraft flying. See, without power, we are literally powerless. And they know this. This likely would be a, a drastic last measure that they will impose upon us if they can pull it off, but we must never, never allow it. But notice how hard it has become to even fly on aircraft and not have a flight canceled or not be intimidated on flying as though flying suddenly has become some elitist privilege. And if you behave well, according to the government, they might let you on with no problem. But if you disobey them in any way, off you go and you'll be marked for life and never allowed back on the airlines, right? This is what we are against, up against. These five measures, these five tactics, a five-layered tactic to destroy our government is in progress right now. And we need to recognize what we are up against. Doctors have been silenced in all their cowardice. Because they are cowards, they have submitted to this criminal activity. We are seeing a global slow, if you will, genocide taking place right before our eyes right now, and doctors are silent. I've taken on a few of the doctors at Mayo Clinic here in Phoenix, you would not believe how brainwashed they are. Let me tell you this, blood is not only on their hands, they are bathing in blood. And if they are unrepentant, they will not escape the wrath of God for this massive crime. Mandate tyranny continues. We're seeing it. They're not going to allow this to go away without a diligent fight. For example, in Italy right now, I think this happened just a few days ago, all employees age 50 plus years will require proof of the COVID-19 vaccination in order to be able to work. Some have no means of supporting their families and social media elitists have censored and canceled us how much more tyranny do we need to face? What have you heard on the news, for example, about the Obama administration traitors who spied on President candidate Trump and President Trump throughout his presidency? We've heard almost nothing. Do you think that this will change? Well, no, let me tell you, not likely. It's not going to change without a regime change. And that's why this coming election is so important. What are we up against? We're up against Big Pharma. Big Pharma, all those big drug companies own politicians. They own hospital CEOs. They own scientists 
and all the medical journals. They own the great majority of doctors who are paying their salaries through the CEOs. They own pharmacists and they all own all government players, all government agencies. I mean, this is a clear picture of the statement in the Bible that the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Money is the God that these ruthless dictators ultimately serve. And you cannot serve the one true God of this universe and serve money. You are going to have to make a choice. Now, we must understand this, that these tyrants will never, never relent in their anti-liberty coup. Never. Unless we stop them. Period. They have to be stopped. Okay, I've said that. How then do we fight this war? Well, we need to take back what we can. We need to recruit more and more doctors who will be willing to speak up. We need them, these doctors to put aside their fear of state medical boards who are threatening to take their license for spreading the truth for treating viral illness early, as we have always, always done. Truth Social is coming. We need to join that and then spread the word about conservative news sources. People aren't getting the message. And we need to remember, don't ever, ever play the game. Remove that stupid mask. Refuse the jab. If you've already taken one shot or two or three, no more boosters. Put them aside. Refuse it because ultimately it is going to harm you and it is likely going to kill you. Don't play the game and stop living in fear. Notice that the truckers are holding fast to their goal. They refuse to respond and live in fear. They are simply stating no more mandates. We won't have it. And they have resolve. They refuse to be intimidated. They speak and they back up their words with actions. And look at what is happening. Trudeau is shaking in his boots. He is a little coward. He is a tyrant, but he is a coward. As soon as he is threatened with the same kind of assault that he is launching against all the Canadians, that little weasel will tuck his tail and hide just as he did when the truckers showed up in Ottawa. Keep that in mind. When we act, things can change. When we back up our words with our actions and stop just complaining and even exposing the evil, it's not enough. We have to take action. And if we continue the momentum of a kinetic offensive, then we are not going to fail. Do not fall for the lie that God doesn't want you to ever oppose evil by the government. When a choice must be made, we need to choose to obey God rather than to obey man. And that is what the Bible says very clearly. And there are many, many numerous examples where Christians stood for God and fought a righteous fight. I mean, fought. Don't cower, don't hide, don't make excuses, but rather serve God faithfully 
despite the fact that it might exact a price. It is the cost of discipleship. Don't be afraid to pay that cost. You know, life in America has been transformed drastically since the infamous 9-11 attack on our country. That's when America really began its decline. And now we have finally reached a point where the domestic coup is trying to entomb our constitution forever. And they are at the point of trying to drive the nails in the coffin. We have two teams at work here, good and evil. The truckers are now doing what doctors would not do. They are taking the hill. And I want to be a trucker rather than a doctor at this moment. They are doing it peacefully so far, and I commend them for it. We don't want violence, but look at the violence that we have suffered at the hands of these dictators already. Don't think that violence is not happening. It is, and we are its victims. Fear truly is a powerful weapon in the enemy's hands, but it is not the most powerful weapon. Hope is yet more powerful, and truth is even more powerful. If we will dare to humble ourselves and call upon our God to be our God once again, then we will be given the keys to lock up the gates of hell that have been opened wide in our nation and in the world. We must hold to a righteous standard if we are to live righteously. It's that simple. You've been listening to America Out Loud Talk Radio with Dr. Steve LaTulip. I petition you to be a patriot, to be a Christian patriot. Read your Bible, step up, and join the kinetic movement of action to take back our country. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Adieu.